Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. All right, Alice. First of all, we're not five minutes late. You're five minutes late. I've no. been ready for since I got home. I don't. Well, yeah, because you don't do anything to get ready for the show. I've worked on the show all day, all day. I mean, I've got yeah, one hell you of have a show. no, you have no tasks to do to like set anything up or make any links go or or get any of our lovely Patreon listeners the ability to live stream the show. Uh, If you were doing it by yourself, there would be no live stream. So doing that takes some effort. I beg your pardon. I'm just saying maybe they I mean, maybe they enjoy the song but maybe they are waiting for us to start a show. You need to do this is what's the number one thing in your life that you need to do. What do I need to do? I'd love to hear. You need to Take your car, the, your Mitsubishi Zero. It's not what it is, but okay. You need to drive that car to Blueberry Port, Massachusetts. <laughs> you need to visit that doctor who you saw today. <laughs> yes. A baby-having doctor, whatever. Yes. And you need to punch that doctor square <laughs> in the face. No. How dare? How effing Dare they? <laughs> They're trying to make sure I'm healthy to have a baby. No, and that everything's no. okay. <laughs> and it can only be done with six gallons of urine. <laughs> they need a full twenty-four hours. I don't <laughs> love you. <laughs> this is not. This is a test that's they too need- far. I'm so I've thrown in the towel, Alice. I even I thought. I thought, what if she ends up in a wheelchair? Like, what if she is maimed or falls, stumbles into a tree shredder and is barely recognizable? Like, what is the relationship able to withhold, withstand? This is a deal breaker. This is a deal breaker. This is... 
that me having to refrigerate 24 hours of Like, pee. in our fridge. <laughs> uh, like, along well, with What the, other fridge do you have available to I, Had I known, I would have gotten... You know what? You can have that fridge, because I'm throwing it out <laughs> after tomorrow. It's a really nice we're, we're, fridge. We are now a room temperature family, starting tomorrow. <laughs> How... What is it... Did you... It, bothered to see whether you were being punked at all <laughs> you heard of preeclampsia no so you have to relieve yourself in a bottle and that bottle needs to be next to the milk technically in- i have a tray and then i pour the tray that is into ho- the horrific <laughs> horrific i'm sorry it's 99 percent of my attraction <laughs> to you was sexual that is gone <laughs> i'm sorry this is this is awful. That is awful. That bastard. Is that a dude or a woman? A woman. You're the... Alice. They're just trying to make sure everything's Second, okay. Second, third, fourth opinion. <sighs> that is unbelievable. <laughs> they would do this to me. Incredible. I put up with... Everything that goes. It is with- funny because I said to them, and when they said that, it was like, oh, my husband's going to love this. And they said, at least the bottle's not clear. <laughs> <clears throat> that said, my son, James, grabbed it and excited today, grabbed it and said, like, oh, what's in the red bottle? Like they were thinking, oh, there's a fun new juice here. Had I not been here, we would have had kids. That would have been their aperitif today. Well, it would have after served the, them right. After the market, it would have served them sushi. right. Just like it would have served you right after I told you that our son was on a liquid-only diet to fix constipation and that he was drinking from a pitcher of Gatorade mixed with Miralax that I explained to you was in the fridge. You thought about drinking from the pitcher because you didn't know what it was because you weren't listening to me when I told you what it was. What is the next thing they recommend? That's what is? Oh yeah, we also just have a small pill you can take. We need you to. What is it like? Why is it? We need you to collect this stuff and keep it near the stuff that your husband loves. That is awful. We are over. <laughs> Jesus, I put up with the, all, all the stuff that the pregnancy entails. And the pregnancy itself, and the birthing of the baby itself, which is I, no picnic, by the way. I think I put up with that more no, than you I, put up no, with it. No, you don't have to go through all that stuff. You're just, you're way up there in nowhere land, and I'm down where the action is. I'm at ground zero for all this stuff. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> okay. So no I case. am looking for a rebound. No clampsia involved. No pitchers. Nobody with anything <laughs> wrong. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your apology. I'm sorry. Thank I already you. said I'm sorry. It's not fun for me either, Alice, by the way. No, there's part of you that loves it. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not true. I don't Absolutely. Love it. I'm listening. <sighs> Should I refrigerate it? No, room temperature. So I'll refrigerate it. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong? What a, what a way to end a, a, a burgeoning relationship. All right, Alice. Okay. As a palate cleanse from what you've done, visited upon all of us. I didn't do anything. It is time to go to uh, the uh, the impeachment um, query. What's it called? Impeachment inquiry. Inquiry. Why is this? <laughs> this could turn at any moment. I'm yeah, so yeah, yeah, hormonal. No. I could like yeah. Fall Alice, apart is, here Alice today has made too. is is known. 
for the knuckleball mood swing, <laughs> where what it seems to be coming through as laughter will violently break and oh, it could be happening right now as a matter of and turn into gushing tears. Okay. Okay. Speaking of knuckleball, poor Tim Wakefield, by the way. He and his know. wife both have cancer. Apparently, uh, and Schilling... Schilling decided to talk about it without telling them. Yeah, and then nobody had known? That like seems like a faux pas. Yeah, and the Red Sox put out a statement with Tim Wakefield's permission saying like they didn't intend to put this out and please respect their privacy at this time. Like, it seems like bad form. Does yes, it not? I would, I would say so. Uh, who is uh, in a situation and... Um, Tim Wakefield, uh, you know, you remember Tim Wakefield, the uh, the knuckleballer, um, is uh, sick. And uh, I talked with Doug Mirabelli yesterday, and this is not a message that Tim has asked anyone to share, and I don't even know if he wants it shared. But, well, then maybe uh, the time to rethink a, is now, wouldn't you say? I, I, I guess the, maybe he thinks he's helping. Maybe he's asking for prayers. Thanks I know, but like prayer. I know people who do like anonymous prayer requests for people. If you don't think the person wants their name shared in particular, if there's somebody that a lot of people have heard of, maybe just go with like, I know somebody going through this. Please say a prayer for my friend and his wife or something. I guess so. Did you see what Veritech's wife wrote? No. That She wrote like that. That wasn't your effing... Um, right to do or whatever she swore at him for work and so i'm going to talk about it um way too often in life we we bucket list things well you know what i'm going to give um shilling a little leeway here okay because he also had cancer and his wife has also had cancer so maybe he's assuming that this is what I needed when I had cancer and I didn't get it, but at least I can do it for Tim. Maybe. Maybe. <sighs> I mean, Chilling's done some, some made some decision f mistakes in the past. Top of the... <clears throat> said some incendiary things, whatever. But this doesn't seem like like a thing that he would do to stick it to somebody. Oh, I don't think uh. he was trying to stick it at all. I just think that I just think that that's like really poor form to share somebody's cancer anybody's cancer news without asking them. Yes? Like even just even if they're not a celebrity, like Yeah, but is it a thing that people with cancer fear feel spiritually they should be doing? Does he think that maybe Tim is the kind of guy who's too stoic to want I don't think you should share people's medical. I guess I'm just, I just, I just don't want to. I want to give Schilling the benefit the, of the doubt. Yes, I do. I mean, I yeah, I don't think he was trying to do something bad. Obviously, uh, and we put things on our lists. I'm going to do. I can't wait to do. I've got to do. Uh, with the hubris of thinking, well, hell, we'll be around. We'll figure it out. Uh, tomorrow is never ever a given. Um, Tim's wife, Stacy, who's one of the sweetest women you'll ever meet, is. Uh, uh, very sick with pancreatic cancer. Um, and my wife has talked with her and they're communicating and, and they're going through an incredibly difficult time with Stacy. Um, and I wanted them to know that we're obviously all thinking about them and praying for her. But recently, Tim was diagnosed with a very serious, very aggressive form of brain cancer. And uh, I was talking with Doug Mirabelli uh, and I've talked with him quite a bit. He's a Wakefield catcher, if you don't remember, Ellis, that he was he specialized in catching Wakefield's uh, knuckleballs. Oh. And it's impossible when you think about 
uh, our lives, and I'm sure this is, pertains to everybody, but I can only put it in the context of our life. I played with thousands of people. Um, I'm not friends with all my former teammates because there's only 24 hours in a day. And who you end up talking with and, and, and continuing friendships on with tends to be more a byproduct of your life choices after baseball. Uh, um, you know, I've, I've talked to Tim on and off for 20 years, you know, certainly not weekly, but I've talked to him enough to stay in touch. And like everything else, you know, when we get in the room where it's like we never left. Um, but, uh, the situation in, in Tim's case is incredibly serious. Um, and he went in and had surgery. Um, and I think there's a lot of, uh, guilt and, and a lot of it is, I think, selfish in the sense that I feel bad that that maybe we haven't talked. Right. Well, anyway, so he's obviously taking a beating now uh, for doing this. And, uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. But so the impeachment thing is starting today. It was wild there. Here's The, the Democrats are dismissing out of hand every bit of this. Mm-hmm. Every bit of this as unserious. We're not even doing, And it's interesting because you would think. Just in case, just in case, maybe you'd want to at least feign an interest, but they are not doing this. This is Rep. Jasmine Crockett, Democrat, Texas. On because he's got 91 counts pending right now. But I will tell you what the president has been guilty of. He has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally, and that is the only evidence that they have brought forward. And honestly, I hope and pray that my parents love me half as much as he loves his child. Until they find some evidence, we need to get back to the people's work, which means keeping this government open so that people don't go hungry in the streets of the United States. And I will yield. So she's obviously a small brain, but here's the thing is that, and this was brought up on the commentary podcast, but it's a good point that every single development that they've found, all of these, these monies, et cetera, things that, that where, where mm-hmm. they've had to retrench and move the goalposts, yeah. it would be where every statement of the White House has been challenged and they've been contradicted by facts. Yeah. Every single thing, nothing, they've been able to explain away none of it oh yeah it's, no they just moved the goalposts again right nothing has been disproven debunked explained away the washington free beacon has a new piece out today that says joe biden personally requested meeting with hunter's chinese business partner text messages suggest president joe biden personally requested an audience with a chinese oil company executive whose company weeks earlier had paid hunter biden millions of dollars in consulting fees text messages and obtained and released by the House Ways and Means Committee this week suggest Hunter Biden said his uncle's brother would be in New York City and wanted to meet with Yi Jianming, the chairman of the Chinese energy conglomerate CEFC, in an August 27, 2017 WhatsApp message to CEFC director Gong Wang Dong. Emails from Hunter's abandoned laptop show he and his uncle Jim Biden were in the city that week to meet with Yi and discuss their ongoing business relationship. Earlier that month, CEFC had wired more than $5 million to Hunter Biden's company, Hudson West. My uncle will be here with his brother, in all caps, who would like to say hello to the chairman, Hunter Biden texted as they were arranging a luncheon meeting later that afternoon. So please give me location and time. Jim's brother, if he is coming, just wants to say hello. He will not be stopping for lunch. Biden reported 
appears to be referring to his father, who had extensive involvement in the Biden family's dealings with CEFC. His other uncle, Frank Biden, had no known involvement with the Chinese company. It's not clear why Joe Biden would have wanted to meet with the chairman, which had links to Chinese military intelligence just weeks after the company wired millions of dollars to his son. The White House did not return a request for comment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so and that's why they're deciding that we will be snowwall, stonewalling. We have this no idea as about much as he loves his child. Pocket from Texas. Yes, thank you so much, Mr. Chair. Before I begin my questioning, I want to remind everyone that the information recorded in the FBI Form 1023 that my Republican colleagues keep citing is not evidence of anything. This form reflects years old, secondhand, unverified information from a Ukrainian oligarch as relayed to the FBI. Uh, Ukrainian oligarchs are bad now by a confidential human source. These unverified secondhand allegations have been repeatedly debunked and undermined, including by the confidential human source who relayed this information to the FBI. The tip recorded in the Form 1023 was thoroughly explored by the U.S. attorney handpicked by Donald Trump, which was Attorney Attorney General William Barr. It doesn't matter who's... First of all, she's kind of attractive. Second of all, um, nothing was debunked. Yeah. Everything has been exposed. We keep seeing more stuff. But if you're stuff. a Democrat, you can just say debunked and it counts for you. It's like and what the they did with the laptop, right? Right. It was debunked, so we're allowed to deplatform it, lock the nation's oldest tabloid out of their, uh, out of their Twitter account. Uh, pretend it's not happening, ban the article everywhere because it's been debunked. And then when it turns out it's not debunked at all in any way, shape, or form, they're just like, oh, well, I guess, hmm, weird. It was closed. Finally, Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's former business partner who worked with the Ukrainian oligarch in question, told this committee in a transcript transcribed interview in july that he had no knowledge of any such payments allegedly described in this form repeating the same lies will not somehow turn them devin archer is the same guy who said joe was always in the phone right so devin archer is either credible or not credible depending what he's saying exactly into truths kind of like and also they got payment Right. So it doesn't matter if you're saying that devin archer didn't know about it that's fine too bad for devin archer that he missed out on that but they absolutely got the payments. election that Trump lost. Say it with me. He lost it. Repeating the same lie that he won wasn't going to turn the election around. The lost in this chamber keep pushing lies and lunacy on behalf of a multi-time loser. So if we're going to talk about China, let's go ahead and talk about China. And let's talk about the dealings. And let me point out the fact that right now, each of you has admitted that none of you are fact witnesses. We walked in without facts. And unfortunately, because what we say isn't necessarily evidence, we have wasted the American people's time and we are going to walk out of this. No, 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 no. There's no... Wasting the American people's time clause anymore. No, 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 no. Not after the Trump administration. We are good to go on inquiries and hearings and investigations. Absolutely. You know, what the sunlight is the best disinfectant. Uh-huh. This chamber. And we still have no facts that are leading to anything. But let me give you. Well, we do have facts that keep leading closer to your guy, including the fact that Chinese money was sent to Joe Biden's house, which is... Of course. A, a little bit of tea while we're here. So, 
I have a document that I will ask for unanimous consent to enter into the record. It's a fact sheet on President Trump's shady business dealings with the Chinese huh. government. What are you entering in? A record from who? This is from the Congressional Integrity. Congressional Integrity Project, the Dark Money Pack? I, I object. I object to that. <laughs> of course y'all going to object, but we're going to talk about it. What? So, uh, it says... Tres Trump has extensive financial ties to the Chinese government. President Trump collected millions from Chinese government-owned entities while in office. I have the best tenants in the world, President Trump, was well aware of the multi-million dollar lease to Chinese interests. President Trump promised to donate. Jeez, they should have impeached him then. Hmm. My goodness. What is the, the Congress Integrity Project Could should have sponsored another impeachment? My goodness. Here, and Professor... Gerhardt, just just to be clear, as my colleagues have even tried to provide evidence, which they're not the ones to provide evidence, have you ever heard them say, if, since we've been sitting here for I don't know how long? Yes, I, I, um, I've been taking a tally. Oh, okay. Can you um, show us? Can you so tell us what the tally is? More than 35 times, the Republican witnesses and Republican members of the committee have used the word if. Thank you so um, much for that. Because honestly, if they would continue to say if or Hunter and we that's were... That's one of the witnesses the Democrat call, called uh -huh. up. They're playing a volley game together. Playing a drinking game. I would be drunk by now. Because I promise you, they have not talked about the subject of this, which would be the president. But let me tell you something that was so disturbing as I walked in to this chamber today. As I prepared, I said, what is the crime? Because when you're talking about impeachment, you're talking about high crimes or misdemeanors. And I, I can't seem to find the... So as far as I'm concerned... What did Trump do exactly again? He, what do you mean? For Trump? Since, since you're only allowed call? to impeach for like very serious crimes, He had a phone call with Zelensky, which he asked Zelensky to investigate Joe Biden for taking bribes from Ukraine. Mm. Which is, and now this is about Joe Biden taking bribes from Ukraine, which he did, of course. Um, it, let me see. There's some more of good stuff here. Here's, um, oh, no, 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 that's, that's not a good one. Oh, here's Christy Nome. This is good. This is good. Chris, uh, Nancy Mace, I'm sorry. I get them mixed up. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, in 2019, Representative Raskin didn't think a House vote was needed for an actual impeachment inquiry. And to quote uh, Representative Raskin, he said in 2019, there's no formal constitutional or statutory or even the House rule for how an impeachment inquiry is to begin. And so it means different things to different people. I don't want to hear another word from the left or anyone across the other side of the aisle about impeachment inquiry. This is complete and total hypocrisy this morning. Today, we're we're going to bring the facts. Today, we are going to bring the evidence. In 2017, the Joe Biden family teamed up with Chinese company CEFC to make millions off of granting access to Joe Biden. Hunter even arranged for Joe Biden to share office space with the CCP-aligned company CEFC. My Democrat colleagues say none of this is relevant because Joe Biden wasn't vice president while his family did these shady deals. Turns out that's complete and total bullshit. It's a lie. Hunter Biden referred to access to his father as the keys to his family's only asset. Those words are going to come back and haunt Hunter Biden and his family forever. Yesterday, the Ways and Means Committee released an FBI memo on the interview they had with Tony Bobulinski, a former Biden partner in crime. I'll read a bit of that right now. The work conducted by CEFC, Gilliar, Walker, Hunter Biden, James Biden, and Yee over the preceding two years was discussed in detail. In particular, CEFC was closing significant investment deals in Poland, Kazakhstan, Romania, Oman, and the Middle East during this period of time. 
period of time is in reference to the years 2015 and 2016, when guess what? Joe Biden was vice president. As an aside, Rob Walker in previous testimony also confirmed that Joe Biden attended a meeting with the head of CEFC. So now we know CEFC was working with the Biden family while Joe Biden was vice president. And I'll continue reading from Tony Bobolinsky's report, which says, and I quote Bobolinsky, Hunter Biden and James Biden did not receive compensation because Joe Biden was still vice president during this time period. There is a concern it would be improper for payments to be made to Hunter Biden and James Biden by CEFC due to its close affiliation with the Chinese government. Hmm. Hunter Biden and James Biden both wanted to be compensated for the assistance they had provided to CEFC's ventures. In particular, they believe CEFC owed them money for the benefits that accrued to CEFC through its use of the Biden family name to advance their business dealings. The Bidens, coincidentally, were paid over a million dollars by CCP-affiliated Chinese company CEFC shortly after Joe Biden left office as vice president. Now we know why, because it was back pay. So uh, they've got this stuff, and there's more and more uh, stories of this stuff. More and more stories of this stuff. Anybody who doesn't get what the grift was here is just being willfully blind. There's no... Nobody can seriously not understand how this works, right? I... I I mean, nobody's really that dumb and naive. But the fact that we're just at... You have no proof. He's only guilty of loving his son too much. Right. Here's uh, MTG. But let's talk about... Chairman, there's a parliamentary challenge before us. The point of order. Who's the point? And we'll stop the clock for you, Ms. Green. Mr. Chairman, um, our colleague from Georgia has uh, introduced before pornographic exhibits and displayed things that are really not suitable for uh, children who might be watching. And Uh, bathing uh, suits not suitable, Mr. Rafkin. Well, well, I'm saying I would like the witness to. I would like the member to be instructed to not introduce any pornography today, at least without running into the chair. A bathing suit is not pornography. Well, we can't see it from down there, so you didn't make it available to the minority before you started. It before it's it's on on the internet. It's everywhere. You and you are submitting a naked woman's body. This is a bathing suit. This is a bathing suit, and it has not been clear before this this committee. uh, Glasses on. Do you wear them or not? I have contacts in. Thank oh, you. Oh, <laughs> I have contacts in. Thank you. Jesus, these really are children. <sighs> I like have such a love hate relationship with Congress. On the one hand, I enjoy it. On the other hand, like they all need to stop all the pre rehearsed stuff, the grandstanding. The I mean, they just use Congress to cut campaign commercials for themselves now at this point. They're so annoying and they don't get anything useful done, which in some ways is good because if they did get useful things done, it would probably be worse for America. But like, yeah, no, Congress is the worst, the absolute worst. Yeah, but think about what AOC just said there. I have contacts in. Thank you. In other words, Marjorie Taylor Greene, MTG, Mm -hmm. accused her of faking needing glasses so that she can seem smart. AOC Mm -hmm. said, no, I just have my contacts in right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is seriously mean girls. Yeah, no, they're just... uh, You're lying. You are. (sighs) Can we switch gears now from the depressing government? The evidence the committee has uncovered as deserving further... What do you want to switch to? I just want to switch off these idiots. Okay. Uh, You know, so let me... Okay. 
Okay. Uh, well, I wanted to I definitely want to get okay. to the Heather McDonald stuff. Did you see it? I didn't look at the Heather McDonald stuff. So she is an author. She, but I have and, a couple things and, I want to talk an academic about. Who's sure. fantastic? She spoke. I want to try to get her on. She spoke at Berkeley, UC Berkeley, about mm-hmm. her book. Her book is on meritocracy versus racial quotas, essentially. Right. So she spoke at, at UC Berkeley, and of course, it's going to be a problem of her going to UC Berkeley mm-hmm. because there are uh, all the students who were there are, are assumed uh, are are suggesting that they're all that they're all um, uh, that there's racism abounding. Mm-hmm. And so they hate her. They don't want her to be there. They don't want her anywhere near this uh, thing. And sorry about that. I have the I have the wrong one here. You do. Right. Sorry. Hold on a second. Yes. No. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Oh damn it! That's a Coleman Hughes. Come on. No. Uh, hold on. Should I switch gears to my topic and we can come back to your topic when you find what you need? No. No? No. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a little tough to fill when I'm not allowed to switch topics and I haven't heard anything about this topic yet. Um. Okay. I'll f- uh, go ahead. You can do your topic. I'll, I'll grab it in a second. Okay. So there's a trailer for this um, new Disney movie out today. Did you see this? I think we s- might have seen some kind of teaser for this or something when we were at the theater with the kids at some point but anyway this is a new disney movie that's called wish mm-hmm. have you heard of this at all no so this is um this is to celebrate like a hundred years of disney magic or whatever and supposedly this is going to be like the backstory of the famous disney wishing star oh very nice so it's going to be all about the wishing star and I mean, obviously, because it's Disney, they've already they've they've announced that this is like the first um, Spanish princess, but um, that's a little iffy because she's also supposed to be Moorish. Okay. Which is? Do you know what the Moors are? Is that Scotland, Scotland, or something Scottish? No, Moors are fields in Scotland, but the, the Moors, when you talk about somebody being Moorish, are. Um, Muslims who invaded Spain and, okay. and conquered it okay. until Ferdinand and Isabella took it back over. Okay. So, so they're in. She's not Spanish. She's Moorish. She's people who conquered them. It mm-hmm. would be like saying that, like, a South African white girl was the first African Disney princess or something. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, so already, like, there's people annoyed with it because of that. The princess is also played by that actor. Do you remember the one? Who won the um, who won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress in West Side Story and gave her speech about how she's queer and no. like seeing her girls like her or whatever she. Uh, gave her. I can yeah. imagine. I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. So anyway, so the princess is played by that lady, which is fine. I mean, like already it's, uh, but they're already you know we get what they're doing but so anyway so they released this trailer for this movie today which more fully reveals the what the the plot like premise is of the movie so she lives in this kingdom this girl and she's um she's in training to take over the king in this kingdom who's like blue-eyed man you know like a white guy right um, he has the power to grant any wishes for anybody, and he's like training her to be his apprentice. 
And the premise is that he's the bad guy because a whole bunch of people wish for a whole bunch of things that he won't grant because Mm -hmm. he's decided that he knows better and that it would be a disaster if he just granted all of everybody's wishes for them. That sounds sounds. But he's a, he's the bad. Two, one. Astra, I'm here. I'm wanna, here. Whew, this is a, just, the, yeah, it's a little bit of the trailer, but you don't have to actually play the trailer. But um, because but he's the bad guy. Okay. For thinking that it would just be a disaster to grant everybody's wishes in the kingdom all at once. Oh. So she just so the the story of the movie is now she decides she knows better and goes and like gets the wishing star so she can grant more people's wishes because the mean white king guy has decided he knows better and just is withholding all his magical power from everybody. He doesn't like wish equity. No, he doesn't want to give everybody their wishes. Right. Because he says like people don't understand what the consequences of their wishes would be and I can't. Which like to me this reveals like a lot about the liberal mindset. Doesn't it? Uh, yes, it does. For one thing, it means that they think that there are all these powers out there, whether they see that as like, you well, know, a god or like global elites or well, but doesn't that white also people mean, who, doesn't think, that also who, mean that, who have the power to just give them stuff and yes. just aren't because they're mean. Well, right. That, 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 that It's also mean much like the wishes is that, that uh, the white people are withholding all this wealth they could spend. Right. Share with everybody and all this power and access. They're withholding mm-hmm. it because they don't want everybody else to have it. Because they're just mean people yes. and they don't understand. So that's the premise of the movie. And that's like the fact that she's the heroine of the movie for some reason for when she's obviously in the wrong. Like I don't seem so backwards to me. Like the idea that they're putting that out there as the movie is kind of astonishing to me and that they would play that as the trailer and and play him as the bad guy with his eyes, like lighting up all evil. Like (laughs) most of these wishes will never be granted. (laughs) It's so weird. Like what are we doing? Obviously people don't just get everything they want all the time. But that's like re- literally how the left thinks privilege works. Yes. They think there's a bunch of people out there who are just getting wishes granted to them all the stuff. arbitrarily. Yes. And that they're just being denied things by mean people. And like, you know, that nice people just want to give them stuff and that's better. Even though, obviously, like we've talked about all the time, every time liberals are in charge of something, they just kindness people right into homeless encampments and drug yes. addiction and you know, total family breakdown and everything There's some else. great kindness um, video out there of a kindness trans high school girl beating the crap out of real girls three mm-hmm. different times, just pummeling them. This dude. Yeah. Uh, right now they're kindnessing little children through barbed wire across the border because they're so kind that they want the children to have to crawl through the barbed wire and then they come out the other side and get sent home and go right back through yes like so this is great all their kindness all their we can let people and there's a good video of aoc out talking about how they all have the right to be here even though we know that most of their asylum claims are totally bogus and will get turned away they're just not going to show up for their court dates Mm mm-hmm and like it's just kind. We just are going to let them come here. It's just a nice right. Thing to do. It's the badges right thing to one do. of the witnesses and says, "What's your plan to put them somewhere?" And the lady says, "Well, like, I don't know. I just they can't be here." Right. Well, what's your plan? You don't have a plan. Well, that's right. Yeah, I'm not in Congress. Can you guys close the freaking border? The kindness people are are toxic. They're yes. toxic. 
You need people who are willing to say, no, we can't grant that wish because that's a disaster wish. <laughs> like a lot of a lot of liberal policies are like that, though. I'm yes. nice. I just need to grant everybody's wishes. It, and this is what the Heather McDonald thing has to do. By the way, do you know Heather mm-hmm. McDonald? Mac and Donald are two different words. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, I think I have one of her books somewhere. Yeah, her book. She's fantastic, mm-hmm. and she does a lot of the, the you know, like police shooting stuff, a lot of race. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, she does and a lot of crime. stuff. This is her, with the, fi- her. with the heritage guy at uh, UC Berkeley. Wire has the microphone. Uh, so Rachel, I'm going to let you pick. All I will. Okay. Uh, with respect, uh, many just we need all that. Yes. Um, my name is Dominic. Dominic. The academic skills gap seems to only be a mystery to you. You said in a recent interview that you can't have proportional representation in meritocratic institutions without lowering standards. The logical inference from that statement is that blacks and Latinos can never meet your standards or some set of standards, and you've never sought to clarify nor provide a solution. Why have you never answered why you feel we can't meet those standards, and why do you believe that blacks and Latinos are inferior, and why should you have any credibility here today because of those beliefs? Okay, well, thank you for the question, Dominic. I think I would say just the opposite, which is that I do believe that blacks can meet the standards and that we should not lower them on behalf of blacks. What I hear from many black leaders today is not we'll meet the standards and beat them, but lower them on our behalf, and I think that's condescending. We have recently, uh, New York City pays out a billion in damages because uh, its teacher licensing exam had a disparate impact on black test takers. Uh, and, and so the demand was get rid of the test rather than make sure that more blacks can pass the teacher licensing exam. I can tell you that was not a racist test. It was seeking basic knowledge of capacity to do basic math, no basic history, basic science. Uh, and yet, rather than say, okay, let's make sure we're preparing, The solution today is always throw out the test. I think that is the wrong answer. Standards, a colorblind standard that was devised to try and establish a basic level of competence is not per se racist if it has a disparate impact. It seems to me the people that are telling us that we need to tear down standards are the ones that are saying that blacks can never meet them. I'm not going to take that position. I don't take that position. I think blacks can meet them. Standards are not racist. No, you're just a racist. You're just a racist. Just say you're a racist. Yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Did you know that they're getting rid of the analogies off of the SAT? 
Oh, you're right. Right. I'm not surprised. Everybody should be working. The family culture must must support Uh a a culture of high academic achievement. That's what we see in Asians, and they're whooping everybody's ass. You walk down the hall, it is disproportionate. Oh my goodness, she said the word Asian and whooping ass. You can't say all those different things. You can't say Asians do better in school, that's not allowed. No. (laughs) Asian, because those parents are, are, are monitoring their children's homework. They are setting high expectations. Of, of doing homework, of passing tests. They are riding their kids relentlessly, and all of us are falling behind in comparison. I believe that that is possible for all groups if you put in the effort. You know, I did... T- you I hear did- them talking back, too? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, and some people are just laughing at her. Mm-hmm. These are fools who need to rid their minds of all these preconceived notions or else they're going to suck in life. Just see the uh, the latest figures from a year or so ago on the SAT for math above 700, I think was the figure. And it was two percent for blacks, four percent for Hispanics, six percent for whites, 35 percent for Asians, which is simply eye popping to me. But, sir, so is the SAT a pro Asian test? If Asians are doing better on it and we have a white privileged culture, why are Asians doing better on it? Is that, was the test written so for Asian success? I believe the test was written to test basic knowledge of math. And Asians have more knowledge of math than everybody else. I do not believe it's a pro-Asian test. I just want to hear one other guy, this next mm-hmm. kid. And I don't believe it's an anti-black test. Yes, sir. You're up next. Hi. <laughs> Sorry for being so spirited. Um, it's just very hard to stay quiet, especially when you feel assaulted by the stuff that's being said in both your book and on the stage today. But I'll keep it brief. Thank you. Um, first, I want to just quickly debunk something that you said. Uh, you said that you think and you said that black people can catch up to white folks and Asian folks in terms of stats, statistics on the SAT. Your book on page 20 actually explicitly says the opposite. You say, quote, black students never catch up to their white and Asian peers. There aren't many professions where someone possessing less than even partial mastery of reading and math will qualify for employment. Those are your words. Um, but I'll get it's to my question. not quite the gotcha right that she so, thinks it is. Yeah, no, because what she's saying there is that once you haven't been taught the basic reading and math, you'll never catch up. Right. Um, first of all, I find your book to be extremely disrespectful. I find that the fact that you're here and that you were invited here to be very disrespectful to the black students that were on this campus. We face enormous discrimination, enormous race at UC Berkeley. Yeah. Every single day on this campus. And Actually, they face here. reverse discrimination. There's mm-hmm. more of them there than yes. would be there if they didn't, if, every, if the Asians weren't discriminated against. And talk, us, talk down on us is terrible. But I'll get talk to my question. Uh, first, I just want to point out that your book's premise seems to lie on the fact that black folks and brown folks are inherently less intelligent and less capable than their white and Asian counterparts. Um, Which is precisely the opposite of her whole point. Her whole point is that the systems are failing these kids and you don't change the standards because these kids are capable of getting the highest scores out there. Right. You don't get rid of all the tests and all the standards. And that actually, and I mean, Thomas Sowell was really big on making this point too, especially about affirmative action in colleges, which we had talked about when the Supreme Court chucked that out a few months ago, right? Is that Thomas Sowell was big on saying not only is it not 
fair to toss out the test because black students don't do well on it. But the test is actually measuring your ability to like do better in higher education and do better at these top tier schools. And that student is actually going to have much more success, the one who doesn't do well on the test, going to a college that's better matched to their abilities. Right. And rather she's gonna than get to being the thrown into a get college. Out. Right. Their dropout mm. rates are enormous if you Put them in a school where they're not qualified. And it's such backwards logic from the left. And like I use this example sometimes, but like it's like if you looked around and you were like, wow, people who wear neckties to work seem to make a lot more money than people who don't wear neckties to work. So here's what we'll do is we'll give all the like to solve the pay gap between like black employees and white employees. We'll give all the black people neckties and then they'll make more money too. Like right. or, it's, say, or, it's like observing something that's happened after the fact yes. and confusing the cause with the so result. Precisely. Or we'll ban neckties. Yeah. Nobody gets to wear neckties to work now because right. they, they create a false sense of success and that's they get paid more just because they have neckties. No, they're not getting paid more because of that. It's a sign that you have a certain type of job and that you're qualified to do a certain type of thing. It's a whole other, you know, it's unrelated to the underlying facts. And if you just let the market work itself out, then you're going to be doing the black students a much better service than giving them a necktie or giving them a entrance into a college where they're not prepared to be because you and your stupid teachers unions and your stupid policies didn't prepare them to be there. Right choose to acknowledge the possibility that our schools, our resources, our communities are lacking in resources, and yet you say, you say that is not a factor in, in our situation. They're not lacking in resources. Um, but that doesn't seem to go for your point. I just want to tell you right now He's that, supposed to be asking a question, by the way. They went mm-hmm. through like... The they're guys just yelling at her now. Yes. Your book is racist. Your arguments are racist. They are based in eugenics. They are based on ideas that black people and brown people can never compete with white and Asian counterparts. My question to you is this. Why should we take you, as students of color, you specifically, or you FEDSOC, why should we take any of this seriously when it seems that none, nothing else that you want to do is just pedal, pedal, racist drivel? So we'll mark, we'll mark you down you as seriously? undecided. <laughs> you know, it would be good if he um, defined what he meant when he says racist, but he's well, not going and- to. Like, you're the one who's in the room here arguing with but, me. So like, the Fed sock, Federal Society yeah. guy made a joke. Uh, we'll, talk, we'll mark you down as undecided. Do you think the guy gets the joke? No. <laughs> no, maybe not. No, okay. I'm very no, I know. I just... Oh, you better. Uh, Heather, where do you want to start? Well, if I believe that blacks can never compete, I would say, yeah, we've got to lower standards because that's the only hope for getting diverse institutions. In fact, I believe that if we held single standards and had high expectations uh, that blacks would compete as to your uh, misreading of, of from my book. That was simply an empirical observation about the current situation in a regime of ubiquitous racial preferences right now. Uh, you know, you can admit uh, black students with a standard deviation below SAT grades into college. The gap does not close by the end of college. And you can continue that with law schools or medical schools. The gap still does not close. That does not mean that it cannot close. But it has to start earlier. Let me just give you the data that explains why you can have diversity or you can have meritocracy. You can't have both. May I? Sure. Briefly. Okay. You can. I I mean, this is what we're talking about. Possible. This is what we're talking about. Okay. Well, then I'll... 66% of black 12th graders do not possess partial mastery of basic math skills defined as doing arithmetic or being able to read a graph. 
66%. The number who are advanced in 12th grade math is too small to show up statistically on a national sample. That is the reality. That is why we do not have racially proportionate institutions. As far as your claim that you experience every day racism and discrimination on that campus, I would like redlining, exact mm -hmm. examples, and please name some names about the professors, because I can tell you that Berkeley fought like hell to contain its racial preference. So, so having dis dis disagreement she, she is... She said, show me all this racism on campus, and he said, I'm looking at it right now. In other words, it's her. It just is, because right. you're racist. Racism? It's racist to disagree with your point of view? Well, that's a very, that is a very all-encompassing definition of racism. Show me the facts. Show me the facts that this is a racist institution. The fact of the matter is, is that this institution is so desperate to get its number of blacks up that it has desperate admissions standards. If it and it said, if you force us, we do not want to have a single standard of admission because that will lower the number of black students on campus. That to me is not a definition of a white supremacist institution. I, I, I don't know how to square that circle. How, how is it that institutions that are fighting tooth and nail to hold on to racial preferences, including in faculty hiring and promotion, because they so want to up their number of, of underrepresented minorities, how is it that those same institutions are discriminating and are racist? It doesn't make sense, unless we have a little game here and redefine racism to say blacks are inherently incapable of meeting standards, and that's how they're racist. That, that's a discussion I'm willing to have, not that that the chancellor and provost and your faculty at Berkeley, which I am going to make an assumption here. Yeah, the next question. These are no, the most liberal talking. human beings in human history. <laughs> these are people who want all of their students to succeed. They are not discriminating against you on the basis of your race or your sex. They want all of their students to succeed, and they particularly want the underrepresented minorities to succeed. Let me go to... So, uh, and of course that's true, but they, what, what, you're saying that the, the, the professors are liberal? Yeah, whatever. Mr. G is, uh, is strict on us. Like yeah. these, these are no nothings who most shouldn't be in college, and these yeah, bitches, and it's bitches clear and moaning there in in, in are are want college debt forgiven. Mm -hmm. F them. Well, and it's clear because most of them there of any race don't seem capable of even like following the points that she's making. No, they these don't are dummies. They they don't understand at all what's going on. I want to um, touch on one more like liberal kindness policy that mm -hmm. has horrific impacts when you just let it rule your world um and that's this story from baltimore did you see any of this this guy jason billingsley uh this is the guy who killed the the, the woman, woman the startup woman, woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so this is in baltimore uh this is a guy he was um he, i mean he was a career criminal he was arrested in you know, serve time for multiple like assaults, violent crimes, all kinds of things. Most recently in 2013, he um, he sexually assaulted a girl at knife point and took her money 
and was um he got 30 years but he only served uh nine of them he was released in 2022 and then um he's been you know back to his old things so he he got a 30-year sentence and he only served nine years so that's where we are the guy should not have been on the street under any circumstances because he was a serial violent criminal who i mean he's 32 now so his entire adult life he's been hurting people and in the most like violent horrific ways so yeah, let me read one of these last and, week and no so let me tell you, so, you yeah, read no. the, okay so because i'm i want to actually get some more so i want to okay. summarize the key points so we can get to something a, a key an article i found here but um yeah, so most recently in earlier this month, about a week ago, he pretended to be a maintenance man to get into a couple's apartment um, where he duct taped them, tortured them with knives, raped the woman in front of her partner, and then um, set them both on fire. Cut her throat. Cut her throat, set them both on fire, and um, and left the building to burn with their child inside upstairs as well. So the child is probably going to be okay. Both adults are in critical condition. Um, and he's been wandering around since then. There was not a lot of press coverage of that crime in and of itself until he went out and he um, got into this uh, woman's elevator in her building and um, he assaulted her, took her to the roof, um, raped her, and bludgeoned her to death on the roof of her building. This is a woman who had founded a startup in college. I don't even know what it is. It's some kind of social justice thing. She was obviously, like, all for all the trying to help underrepresented people and all this stuff, which is she obviously didn't deserve this. But, you know, the... This is like the types of crimes that you get when these are the policies that are in your city. And I just want to read you some stuff from this Baltimore Banner article, which is actually a new newspaper that was found in last year. But I like I find this story incredible and the people that they interviewed incredible. Um, so police issued a warrant for the guy's arrest last week, identified him in the suspect in the rape and fire. They initially withheld details of the crime, calling it just an arson. Even though this guy was supposed to be a registered sex offender and right. he was already not in compliance because he wasn't a registered sex offender. And even though this was a rape, they didn't put the word out there that this was also a rape. They just said there's like a suspect in this arson being on the lookout for him. Right. So then they accused him of killing um, this, this Which woman. Which is this already right there. It shows you you wanted BLM. You got BLM. Police found uh, the woman's partially clothed body on the roof of her apartment building with blunt force trauma. Uh, police consider him armed and dangerous. They were looking for him. Um, Billingsley's mother, Scarlett Bill Billingsley, told WJZ-TV she's begging her son to surrender to authorities. I told him he needs to turn himself in, but I really don't think he's going to do that because he's scared, she said. She said she found out her son was the suspect from friends and from seeing his face on TV. I screamed. She said, I cried. I can't understand what happened that he would do something like that. Did nothing jump out of you through all his teen years of doing stuff like that and through his 20s of doing stuff like that and when he was in prison for nine years for doing stuff exactly like that? What do you mean? I can't understand what happened that he would do something like that. He's been doing stuff like that for the last 15 years. Why would he stop now? Like, this is just what he does. Um, so he was non-compliant with the sex offenders registry. Um, he had admitted to strangling a woman, forcing her to perform oral sex on him and stealing in 2013. 
Um, da, 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 and then they go down and then, but they have found, um, here the real problem with, um, with all of this. Um, and that is, can you guess what the real problem with all of this happening is? Um, was he kicked out of high school? No, but the circumstances of this killing play into a trope about violent oh, crime. Oh, that is a bad... No. That is statistically rare, hmm. but is singularly powerful, this trope. Robin McNulty, who walked our dog past this building where this murder occurred, uh, had just moved to the neighborhood a month ago from San Diego and has lived comfortably in cities her whole life. LaPere's killing resembles a scenario every single woman worries about, McNulty said. However, she's also concerned that the case could trigger people to call for tough-on-crime policies. Oh, no. That is a problem. That is a Her problem. Her work with incarcerated people... You gotta let this guy go. Oh, yeah. Her work with incarcerated people has made her sensitive to that pattern. It's made her sensitive to the mm-hmm. pattern that when you have violent criminals that you're releasing from their sentences early and then they go out and violent criminal more on new people, that it makes people want to put the violent criminals away for longer. And <laughs> her work with incarcerated people has made her more sensitive to that it's pattern. It's like the pit bull people. It's like it, you, just, it's just, you just think they're dangerous because it's what you see in the headlines. This is horrific for this woman, but... Also, this is going to cause a backlash in a massive stream of funding for yeah. the police. So this woman should have taken said, one for the team, I think. I'm new here, so I don't fully understand the landscape. Uh, okay, okay, <laughs> we can't. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta. I'm gonna go on a killing spree, Alice. <laughs> I'm going to go drink the red bottle from the fridge Where? in a moment to, to, to <laughs> cleanse, cleanse my palate from this. All right. Should we do uh, the hot sauce? Yes, we can go to the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. They bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline where you can leave a chat chat message for the show. Dr. Cheswick. I'm sorry. Greatest living songwriter? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that what you said? Alice? Yes. That's what Alice said. That's what I said. Taylor Swift. Sure. Paul McCartney, yeah. Elton John. Well, she said American songwriter. I originally said American, but then I modified it too. I'll to mean say, any songwriter. Yeah, sure. That Why is not? a full. She's way party. better than Elton John. Uh, no, she's not. Yes. She's not better than Elton John. She's not better than How Billy many? Joel. She's not better than uh, Paul yeah. Simon. Yeah. No, she sucks, Alice, compared to those people. No, she's not. Yeah. She does not. You're suck. just no. a troll. No, she's yes. better than those people. No, she's not. Yeah, she is. You're a sick person, Alice. Okay. She has out ten whole albums of songs that she's written, including many where she's. She's got a lot of mediocre crap out there. She's been very productive. Okay. (sighs) She doesn't have Sound of Silence out there or Mrs. Robinson out there. There's nothing. That's one song. That's two songs so far. Okay. Cecilia out there. So uh, no, but Paul Simon has no. So so Paul Simon has no mediocre songs on all his albums that he's come out with. He has more brilliant music than she has. Mm, yes, I don't chicks don't so. know music. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan Mick sucks. Ja- Bob Dylan does suck, but he's a good songwriter. Jagger. Mick Jagger mm. has some good songs, but it's you got to skip a lot of songs on those albums if you're listening to them straight through. I'm sorry. They are all still alive. Mm-hmm. Nope. Once again, Jagger is an Englishman. Well, sure, and but have- like, well, I'll have the debate, sure, because no, but Jagger- it's stupid. It's stupid because Taylor no. Swift. She has a lot of garbage. It just her stuff is uh, stuff. Her, her, she's kind of like Bruce, where a lot of it is just crap. But she doesn't have the hits well, that Bruce had. 
she doesn't have. Well, the I'm sorry, that... she doesn't have the great songs that Bruce had. Like the Born Born in the USA album is full of like really like memorable. She has a ton of absolutely like unforgettable songs. I the Romeo one and uh, maybe uh, All You're Ever Gonna Be Is Mean, and then maybe one more. The others, the others are very derivative. I've sold They're... hundreds of millions of albums. People already with your piss problem now people you're already i think you're going sideways dude you're going sideways there's it's obviously an opinion thing but she's written a lot of extremely good music a lot a lot she has to be in your conversation i don't think so i think so hundreds taylor swift i like her trust me and she does a great show, from what I understand. She's a phenom. I give her that. And I give her the fact Prince. that she writes her own music and she can play. But the greatest living songwriter. Yep. I would call her the greatest living songwriter. I would. Open up Duck, Duck, Go, Alice. Correct. You went down the wrong path here. Correct. Correct. Alice is what we call a witch. I'm familiar with a lot of those people, and I like a lot of them, but... W-H-I-C-H. No. Which? Bob Dylan sucks, first of all. I know it may be too early. We're not done with this topic. Like, there's... I mean, realistically, like, how many Paul Simon songs can you name? Um, I can name a pretty good amount, I think. I can name Sound of Silence. I can name The Boxer. I can name Mrs. Robinson. April Comes She Will. Um, 50 Ways to Lose Your Lover. Um, uh, The Boxer. Um, call me Al. Could you name forty of them? Uh, I can't name forty freaking Taylor Swift hits. These are all brilliant songs. Well, she has spent. What I'm saying is Cecilia. That, okay, you can't name forty of his songs. There are uh, stadiums. I don't know, Alice. I okay. mean, I don't know. But you're telling me. I think you would have a hard time naming forty of his songs. It's not. It's not about number of songs. It's number no, of no, no. brilliant pieces but of music. What I'm telling you is that she doesn't just have forty songs. What I'm telling you is she has like I don't even know the exact number, but I think around between two and three hundred songs, right? So that she has a set list at her concerts that's forty plus songs long. That's like just the absolute favorite biggest hits that everybody loves and knows every word no to. 40 hits. She has thousands of people in stadiums around the world yes, who I, are I know. who and are able to sing along every word to every one of those 40 plus well, songs that's, that's on her and set list. Wendy's so what I'm has, telling a, has you, a lot of customers, but there's crap is mediocre. But you understand my point, right? Like in terms of okay, volume of songs that are me. beloved by millions of yes, people. Yes, I know. She's very popular. That is not that is not But she's not it. beloved by millions of I people do, for like uh, ten I, I songs do. or twenty songs or thirty songs. Tell you, she's beloved by millions of people for I, literally I hundreds of songs. Right. Those millions of people are mostly stupid people, Alice. Let the record show, okay? Anybody but, any huge rock star, the Jonas Brothers, even the Beatles, mo- generally the You list. know who loves Taylor Swift? Yeah. The the uh, my ex wife and my current daughter. Uh Dave Portnoy loves Taylor Swift. If we are not dealing with somebody who's got a knowledge of the classics with Dave Portnoy and Alice, I appreciate the work he does, and I do accept his job offer, but still, no. What I'm saying to you is... But let me give you a not, theory on but, Taylor Swift, though. But, like, I'm just saying, you don't is, there, is there any songwriter right now mm-hmm. that could 
fill up stadiums the way that she has over the last year with songs entirely written by them? Well, that's Anyone. a different question. If she's the most popular artist in the world right now? Yes, she is. Right. Are with songs any- that she's all written. Not popular the way Beyonce's popular with songs that are written and produced entirely by other people. Right. I, I'm not so, saying that she's not popular. She's Paul probably Simon, popular. But, I mean, like, popularity also means something. It's popular. Not necessarily. It's popular for a reason. Not and necessarily. And the level no, of sustained... Pod Save po- America is also popular. And it was a, but every, this is sustained idiots. popularity over a period of time for a reason. There are people who have loved Taylor Swift I for, understand. like, almost 20 years. I understand. You know what I'm I saying? I can't count like, for mass bad taste. I, I can't. I, well, I understand. maybe... Maybe when there's a whole bunch of people who all like something that you don't like, mm-hmm. maybe it's just that you don't happen to like this thing. No, but I, it is I good. think she's fine, but I just don't think she's the greatest thing in the world. Absolutely not. Or, or I, I, but I will tell you this: one of the reasons for her, for her to in the last year or so, I think she has hit next level. She's hit mm-hmm. like Beatles uh, yeah. level of popular world popularity, Michael Jackson level, is for much the same reason as the as the Beatles did. Because yeah, I, the, the Beatles are the only on. thing I'd put the in Beatles, the category, really. Be- Beatles ascended right after America needed something after JFK was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Taylor, this ascension is after COVID, when everybody did everything stupid. And finally, we got some mm-hmm. freedom and people got to have some fun. Sure, but I just still think okay. like the Beatles are the only thing you can even put in the category, just in terms of sheer quantity of good quality i don't think music that connects with people on a level it connects that, with me there's two different things good quality music and connects with people are two different things can i go to the next one well i mean i suppose it depends what do you mean by like good quality music i think that some of the stuff the beatles did with pop music was absolutely ground making and completely original almost rule breaking um as far as uh, chord changes the the way the they bobbed and weaved from mm-hmm. uh bittersweet to um just uh just unemotional to i think that they were i think that especially with a guy like john lennon you had a brilliant person who would have been brilliant at whatever he did and that translated to his to the music paul mccartney you had a guy who had an incredible music pedigree all sorts of influences I think there's a lot of snobbery around like, oh, this is a very important experimental and revolutionary mm-hmm. musical thing that like doesn't do anything for anybody. Sure. There is you know? a lot of that. But, like, uh, but there's also the Beatles doing incredible things. I would also put the Beach Boys have more good hits than Taylor Swift. I don't think so. I know it may be too early for you guys to announce who you're recommending Kirk for the mm-hmm. producer on his show, but I was wondering, are there one or two candidates that you guys have eliminated from contention in your mind? We minds? have a favorite. Thank you. We've just been trying to keep yes. it on the DL because we don't want to negatively influence right. that candidate's changes by advocating right. loudly. Yes. Uh, I will. Yes. So uh, official endorsement, Montante. Yes. He calls us. Um, but the best person for the job of producer, John from Scranton. He gets it. There's something that he does. When I watch him, the way he watches the talent when they're talking, 
He is absolutely connected. He is connected. That helps them. Talent loves to know that a producer is really listening, really connected. He is absolutely connected with them. That is a huge thing and kind of rare. So those are my uh, two. So I like Montante. Yeah. I mean, I like John from Scranton too, but I'm more a Montante person, frankly. A few things. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Just to let you know, hey, I am hey. uh, alive and well. We miss you. I have a newspaper, Herald Times, right here. It's more of a visual thing. It is September twenty eighth, twenty twenty. Yeah, holding up the newspaper doesn't um, so much I work have on audio. A few things to touch upon. Yes. Yes. Uh, first thing, uh, Britney Spears dancing with knives. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, she needs uh, help vastly. She says uh, I pretend knives for Halloween. <laughs> Well, maybe, but <laughs> you know, for I'm a guy who likes crazy, but this isn't doing it for me. This is so you. You're willing to backtrack on thinking that the maybe the conservatorship actually was needed after all. Probably, I get it. To, uh, her having knives and those little dogs walking behind her, I could have gone <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, Meatball got arrested. I saw she that. was uh, saw that. in yep. the streets rioting. I think that's great. Stealing iPhones and Lululemon. Yeah influencer well they they use that term quite loosely nowadays i know and um indianapolis colts here we go it was an ugly win but a win thank you matt gay what a foot what a foot um i have no problem with the colts i liked uh, i've come to love now peyton manning i thought that he was great I, andrew luck i can't deal with that face it's like that kid that who's the, the swimmer Michael Phelps, Michael. they've got this scowl yeah. look in their faces. Ew. And then uh, I know Luck is retired, but then we got a uh, Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. and Taylor Swift dating mm-hmm. power couple. Boy, boy, oh boy, am I tired of hearing about? Oh them. wait, is this uh, what you were trying myself. to do? Trying to make, say do that thing that's on TikTok where you say that Taylor Swift now will make ta- Travis Kelsey a a, a well known name, and that's really nice. And I'm supposed to defend him like he's the best tight end in the game. If I'm this more of a Violet Myers or an Alex Cole guy myself. Yeah. Well, yeah anyway. Had you heard of Travis Kelsey? everybody's okay. Thanks for really checking so. in, wanting to know if I'm still alive. Um, it's good to hear from thanks. you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. We miss you. Good to hear from you. Absolutely. Good to hear from you. I try not to leave three messages in one day, but Alice, you are completely off your rocker saying that Taylor Swift mm-hmm. was the best I knew that's living so you, guys. you must have forgotten that music Bob Dylan's snobs. still alive. Bob Dylan sucks. Um, Bruce Springsteen's still alive. Uh, yeah, Paul nice. McCartney's still alive. Eh. Bruce is not a great songwriter. The Christmas Jagger song alone just... takes Paul McCartney out of the running. This is almost exactly his other message. It's, he, it is, right? No, it's a different person. Oh, it is. Oh, sorry. Still alive. Plant and Page are still alive, and the list. Do you know who Plant and Page are? Um, is that um Plant? Is that um? No. Zeppelin. Okay, yeah, no, I don't know. Literally, I could not name a Led Zeppelin song if you paid me money. Goes on and on, and she isn't even the best living female songwriter that's alive. Joni Mitchell as Madonna. Uh, a bigger catalog and a better catalog uh-oh. than her. No. And also, Tom, I agree with you in that I just don't find her attractive at all. Yeah, chipmunk. And you know what, Alice? I'm willing to bet that Britney Spears had a better catalog than her. How much of her own so music did Britney please Spears take back write? That statement. How much of her own music did Britney Spears write? We don't know. Zero. We do not- Zero. Is that true? I don't think Britney Spears wrote anything ever. Huh. I'm pretty sure. At least Britney settled down. I went with through one a Madonna man, okay? phase. I went through a Madonna phase. I 
gone into it. I watched even the Vita movie. Yes. And, you know, I, I liked Madonna a lot for a long time. I, right around the Ray of Light time. And so uh-huh. then I went back and, like, listened to a bunch of... She has a decent number of good songs, but, like... It, yeah. Probably I mean, 25 or so. Yeah. It's not in the category in terms of, like, the longevity and the amount and the quality yeah, of music. Madonna, I mean, Ray of Light and all that stuff, that's like 2004 but Ray of Light is end, one song. Madonna what else on the... What else was relevant for 20 years. What else on the Ray of Light album was a song that anybody knows about? Is it the one where she was standing um, on hay bales? Which one is that? Um, I don't know. Was it... That's right not around the that music time. one where she's like in the white cowboy outfit. Yes, that, yeah, that, I like that, that one. one. Yeah. Music makes yeah, the people. Yeah, that was a good song. Meh. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't, but it it was fine. But there's not like, she didn't come out with like album after album after album where like 10 of the songs off each album are like absolute bangers. Well, no, she did in the in the 80s. When she first came out of the the box, she was, you was you were definitely. She had a bunch of good songs. I'm saying that. But yeah, but Madonna of- was the stage setter for every time she came out with an album and reinvented herself and she was you know i, I i'm telling you i went through the madonna fit and she had also then when i was in college she also had two good songs she had the hung up song and the i'm sorry song from the confessions on the dance floor tour that she did when she was like 60 but okay but she had in the 80s and 90s she had a bunch of music just being worried no, for it. No, I know. She's had a bunch of I know. I'm aware of her older music, too. But I'm just saying that, like, the, I mean, Taylor Swift's at the height of her career. She's still coming out with one plus, sometimes more albums per year with 20 plus songs on each one, which are, you know, at least 10 off each album are fantastic songs. Uh, like, I don't think so. I do. You know, if I was running Fox... I would have had Lauren Boebert at that debate the other night, either on stage as a candidate or in the front row wearing that dress that yeah. she wore to the uh, show that There was other a cutie night. back there. Because those ratings were shot right through the roof. There was a cutie, yeah. That, that debate was not a great performance. I like Dana Perino. I don't care, even though she's now best friends with Hillary Clinton. I, I think she does a good job on the five, and I've always had a crush on her. Hi, Steve hey, from Aramac. Hey, Steve. Alice, uh, I want to thank you for uh, defending my honor yesterday during your alleged husband's homophobic <laughs> ad hominem attacks uh-huh. uh, about me. Well, I mean, talk about it. The Swifty. That was pathetic. Which, it- he reminds me of the guy, her little friend who was in the box with her, was banging on the glass. She brought like one of her little dancer friends. Is rich, considering <laughs> that uh, I've heard more gay content from Tom Shattuck <laughs> and I've heard more gay encounters from Tom Shattuck than freaking Liberace could shake a stick at. You what? flaming queen. What? But anyway, Alice, I appreciate your defense Incorrect. of me, but I do have to take umbrage with one thing that you said. Yes. Uh, about greatest Tay-Tay. living songwriter? Tay-Tay is not the greatest living songwriter. Thanks, she is. Um, Ooh. There's a guy, and I'm not even just talking American, uh, not even American songwriter. The, there's a guy named McCartney. There's two yeah. guys named yeah. Jagger and Richards. Yeah. There's a guy named Ray Davies, uh, Peter Kings. Townsend, John Who? Fogarty, Creedence? Chris Stapleton, Jason Isbell. There you go. Naming uh, people doesn't make them a better uh, the songwriter. The list goes on and on. The boss, police. 
But you guys can name a lot a, of people uh, who've Tay-Tay written music. Takeaway. Congratulations. Nothing to take away from Tay Tay. She's pretty good. <laughs> Tay Tay. But uh, there are dozens and dozens of uh, superior songwriters compared to her. Anyway, there you go. God bless. Thank and, you. And he's a Swifty, Alice. That's fine. They can be Swifty and still be wrong. Like I don't know. He wrote a screed when Taylor hooked up with this <sighs> football player. He was not pleased about that. Screed, Albie. Well, thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry that you're all wrong about Taylor Swift, but you know, you can't all be right all the time. Um, and um, yeah, thank you guys all for listening, of course, obviously, especially all the Patreon people who are there. If you want to join that, that's patreon.com slash burnbarrel. Of course, you can listen to the show for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's a bunch of links to different places you can listen, all the podcast apps. You can watch on YouTube, watch on Rumble, and Say have a great weekend. Feet. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.